Welcome back to another episode of Foundation by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside... Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back. We're back a little bit later than usual, y'all. Turns out me and Salvor share a birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. How about that? I didn't even put that that together. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so we usually record as these episodes record uh, release on Thursday night, but I was celebrating uh, with some family. And um, yeah, I found out later that night as I was watching Foundation that Salvor also celebrates her birthday according to the Terminus calendars, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, that was interesting, but we're into it now. And it seems like each episode is just getting better and better. And in fact, episode six titled, titled after a phrase that Harry says earlier in the series about why the gods made wine, right? Mm -hmm. They made them for, I think he essentially alludes that he made it for the poor who can't get vengeance or something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Well, that is kind of a theme in this episode because we get a glimpse into Harry's past. We see his life mate Yana and her death, as well as Harry's revenge on the woman who killed her, which is a pretty tragic ending for his wife and for his unborn daughter, right? Yeah, very. Though I, I kind of like him. I like the side of, uh, oh, the side of Harry. Yeah. yeah she, she deserved it for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, I will say this episode gives you, I think it's like the most grounded episode in terms of world building, right? Like mm. we got an actual tourist experience of entering New Trantor with the rings and the rings look super impressive. Yeah. And Polly and Constant getting there. It feels very cyberpunky. They even seem to stay at a hotel that looks identical to Gail's room when very she smart. stayed in Trantor when um she won the competition and went over there. Yeah, I was for a moment. I was like, "Is that the same room?" But then I'm like, "There's probably like thousands of rooms that look the same. It's just a and they all have copy. amazing views." <laughs> I know it looks so great. Although it could just be a screen, right? Like you could give every room on all of Transfer that nice view. Another comment about the title: "Why the Gods Made Wine." Polly makes a comment about how he tasted. He drank wine from Harry Seldon's hand, but we know damn well that he didn't drink that wine because mm-hmm. we saw in that scene that he chose not to drink it. Mm-hmm. And he goes on a little bit of a monologue about how he believed while Constant has faith, right? Yeah. Because she has never, she had never seen Harry. She had only lived off of myths and yep. folk tales about him, right? Interesting little bits there about the wine and continuing to bring back the wine and in, in the, in the mention of it, right? Mm-hmm. But... Going towards possibly the most, I don't know, every single storyline was really uniquely interesting in this episode from the politics going on in Trantor to like this opening of a Roman Colosseum. And we've talked on numerous occasions about this show, uh, actually the original series being based on the downfall of Rome. It's very heavily based on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a bit of the politics there. We got a first glimpse at the Galactic Council, which has been... um an absent presence, but we know that they are a powerful force, although they have not been properly introduced yet. We do see Day hug them, but it does leave you wondering what they think about the end of this genetic dynasty, for sure. Yeah, that we definitely got a very interesting end to that speech <laughs> with Sarah coming in. We are here for you. That's not the stance that the Empire's taken, I think, ever. 
yeah, that's not really on brand. So you can kind of see that Sarath is definitely going to be the popular, the more popular of the two in this matrimony. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I do wonder if they're gonna have if we're gonna have like the pleasure of seeing some Coliseum fighting. If we're actually gonna get some like to the death duels, right? That would be cool. I could uh maybe maybe Day will be in there fighting somebody. I will say this: this series doesn't really have. Bel Rios is pretty much the only person who's like this legendary military leader. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody really that you're like, oh, that's the best swordsman in the East, or that's the best uh, sniper, and you know, yeah, in all of the galaxy. Like, there's no character like that. So there's no really, there's no real hyped matchup like you would have in some other shows, right? Mm-hmm. But I did find it interesting to see Demerzel's reaction in this episode when he says, I'm going to end the genetic dynasty. And in my opinion, possibly gives us a hint at what her motivations have been this season and mm-hmm. what that could mean. Did you notice her? I did see her cover grab... up the stone. Yeah, she grabbed no, she it. Didn't co- did she cover it up or did she just go to grab it? Well, like I think she, like she went to grab it. I mean, her hand was just in front of it if, if you're you know, you're the camera. That's about it. I felt like it was more somebody holding on to a religious, um, like if you're holding on to your cross or you're kissing your cross on your from your chain mm-hmm. or something, you know. Yeah. But I felt it was something like that, and it does make me wonder if she's if she's actually wanting to see the genetic dynasty, and maybe she's gonna you know collect her retirement, go back to uh, her <laughs> luminism planet. Uh, what is that? The mother's maiden or the the uh-huh. maiden? Maiden, maiden something. Yeah. The maiden. That sounds right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 the desert planet with the spiral, you know. I gotta say there for a moment when Sarah says, I'm not merely married to one man. I thought she was about to say, I'm married to all three Dude, of these. Dudes. So did I. I was like, what kind of pivot is this about to take? I was like, what is this <laughs> show gonna turn into here right now? Mm-hmm. But uh no, she's married to the people and she does her you know, she wants to be the leader of the people. So she has her own, you know, agenda here of how to, you know, maybe work things in her favor. Potentially this is insurance for her because, mm-hmm. you know, if she dies after being beloved, you know, maybe Day wants to offer at some point after she gives him kids. Yeah. Um, maybe now she's protected because people could revolt at their beloved Queen Sarath, uh, meeting an untimely end. It's very possible. I would imagine she's got a big target on her back after everybody that she just said that in front of. Uh, from the Galactic Council, yeah. maybe from Day. Dusk seems amused. I think he's, uh, I think he's waiting for this to blow up in Day's face, and one hundred percent, he almost doesn't seem entirely confident that the end of the genetic dynasty is going to be just that easy to over overthrow. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, she just she just said something that. I think it's going to make it a lot harder for Day to end the genetic dynasty. I, I do wonder why that would be, but I, I guess we need to learn more about the varying interests because he, Dusk mentioned that the Galactic Council is there because they they pretty much like smell, they're like vultures circling. They can mm. see disasters about to happen and Dusk kind of gives like this gloomy prediction that somebody's not dead yet. So yeah. their vultures are circling, but there's no one dead yet. Interesting. We also get a complete, uh, I guess, no show really from the update of the robot sequence we got last episode, which was the information that Sarah and her little posse have mm-hmm. about Demerzel being a robot. 
So we have no update as to what they are planning to do with that information. Seems like they're sitting on it for now. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Bell Rios in two episodes. Hasn't really been two? Wow. He wasn't in the last one, so it's been two. I we, we did finally start to see some more characters, I guess, kind of get bridged over. Because most of the episodes, it's like every other episode is like a very different storyline. And now we've got Polly. Um on Trantor. So you're starting to see some of these characters overlap. We've got Day in the same uh, uh, same space. We just didn't see anything from Terminus really in this episode. And yeah, to your point, yeah, no Bell Rios. You know, the tricky part about this series of making you feel invested in each of the storylines is that this is a thousand year story, supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. So everything has to happen fast. Right, we have to skip forward. So maybe at the end of this season, we skip forward another hundred years. You know, uh, which kind of takes you out of it. Rather than if you saw Hober from the beginning, mm-hmm. and there was like a five or six season journey of him going through this galaxy and doing what he's doing, right? Yeah. But this is a different story, and I mean, I know as much as everyone else out there who hasn't read the books as to the to the direction that this is going in. But um, we finally got a bit of background on Harry on, I mean, he's a prodigy, right? He discovers psychohistory at, from an early age and in that sequence of the the moon shrikes uh, mm-hmm. stampeding Lion King style through the valley. Uh, those are not to be confused with Bishop's Claws. Those are called moon shrikes, according to yeah. Dr. Todge, uh, who murdered Yana in this episode. They look pretty epic. Those were those um, those flying creatures that we saw in the trailer for this season. Yes. I wonder if there's going to be any other appearance or if, if that's the only bit of these creatures that we're going to get. It's an interesting concept, right? Because he says they have to, they graze on the moon, but they have to break the gravitational force of Helicon in order to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they use drones as sheepdogs. Yeah. Which I think that could actually be a real life thing. I agree. Using uh, drones to like herd sheep in some way. Or cattle. I mean, why or not? Cattle. Instead of having dogs running up and down barking and guys on horses. Though, Spe- I mean, running of, on a horse would be of, fun. Speaking of kind of concerning technological updates, I went to Whole Foods today and mm-hmm. you can pay at Whole Foods now with your palm print. What? Yeah. You ever heard of, have you heard of Amazon One yet? No. So, Amazon One allows you to upload like your hand your handprint. Are you messing with me? Or are you, are I am you not messing with you. You can pay with your palm print at Whole Foods. You can look it up if you want. It's a little black screen. It's on the register and you can put your palm down and you can pay with your palm. Now, what the personally, hell? I would like to not do that as long as possible. Uh, that is definitely a thing. You are obviously seeing the results. I don't like that. I mean, I'm okay with like putting my, my uh, thumbprint or face ID in my phone though I'm sure I'm going to get backlash for being okay with that and not this. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I don't I don't want other like I'd rather have that data at least to my knowledge locked down and encrypted yeah. on my own device, <laughs> not stored somewhere else in the cloud that I can then just use my my palm print. That's wild. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I this is the first time I've seen it. Uh, this is like brand new. So that was today. By the way, another killer episode from Alex Graves. I hope he's directing the rest of the season because it seems like every he episode is. he's done this season has been incredible. I just had the Wikipedia up. Let me pull that up real quick to yeah. list out the ones he has directed this season. And this is the guy who has the Game of Thrones resume, right? He mm-hmm. 
directed last episode. He directed the premiere. So he's done the premiere last episode and this episode. And I would assume he has maybe one more. Usually the way this works is a director gets about three episodes a season. So hmm. I would say Goyer has one more in him. And maybe Mark Tondere has two more in him or three more in him. You never know. So okay. we will find out. And uh, then we'll rank the directors at the end of the season of who did the who did the best with the material they had. That's did you notice in the um, Ignis sequence, there was this weird camera like effect that it was like the outside of the, of the screen were always blurry and only the center was in focus half the time. Mm -hmm. Did you catch that? And it goes even so far as to when Salvor's talking to the little boy. If yeah. you can go to that particular scene, because I want to know if my eyes were playing tricks on me. When she's talking to the little boy at the beginning of the episode on the beach, mm -hmm. there's these constant dolly zooms. And if anyone's not familiar with see what the dolly zoom is, it's, it's that famous shot in, in Jaws when the um, the cop sees the shark for the first time at the beach and everything goes distorted around him, right? Mm -hmm. Um I want to see it because in this scene, when she's talking to the little boy, there's about four consecutive shots where both characters are experiencing. You're seeing like a dolly zoom or a zoom effect. Yeah. In each one. Yeah. I noticed that like kind of like push pull looking thing in, in some of these. Yeah. Shots. And I, I wondered. I, I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me for a moment, but I don't think it was. I think it was intentional. Yeah, we're checking it out. And I, I think it was meant to disorient you a little bit because we're learning more about these metallic powers. And they're literally like the force powers because Gail force throws Tellum across yeah. the room in this episode. Yeah, she's she's got more powers than we than we thought. Telekinesis right. or something. <laughs> yeah, here's here's where the part where the see how it distorts yeah. in the background. It's almost like like warp stabilizer on Premiere Pro going wrong. And look if you look <laughs> at the background, it's just very disorienting. It is very disorienting. And it does make me wonder uh, if they just didn't have any more coverage, so they just had to use this. No, I I imagine they did this intentionally. I wonder... I wonder how much Tellum is messing with everybody's mind here. Well, like, she seems to be so powerful. I'm going back and forth on her, really. It's like... At first, I'm like, okay, she... See, to me, she's Magneto from X-Men. Mm. That's who she is. She's essentially somebody who has been hurt by mankind, the non-mutant yeah. kind, and so she wants to eradicate humankind. That's how she is. She hates anybody who's not a metallic because she's been um, you know, ostracized and who knows what else for being having these powers. Yeah. Uh, so she's really Magneto to me. I don't think she's purely evil. I think she's gray area, mm -hmm. um, but she's definitely anti-Harry. Now, I do wonder why she wants to destroy the Prime Radiant, though. That That is the and that is the thing I, I am wholly unaware of. And by the way, shout out to the creepy midsummer, you know, people going to touch Salvor scene where they're just like circling around oh her from gosh. the top. Some of the creepiest yeah. scenes. That, that was kind of terrifying. I feel like yeah. she was about to like get ripped apart or something. <laughs> it was probably Salvor's most uh, prominent episode so far in the season, by the way. Yeah, of this season, know. yeah, I, I would agree with that. She hasn't had a lot of like shining moments in it, but 
we we get a decent bit of her in this episode. I think next episode will be her shining, like her her biggest shining moment. If I had to guess of the way things are going, I mean, as as we know, Gail gets this offer from Tellum to essentially lead the Mentalics, right? Mm-hmm. In exchange for getting Harry off the planet, but what they don't know is that Harry is being um, very cruelly killed. This is not like just a clean kill. This is a a torture, a torture, torture kill. kill. Yeah, yeah. He's just tied up and gets drowned in there. And I'm, I was asking myself, I'm like, did Harry just get like reborn just to die an episode later? Like, there's no way he's gonna have a double resurrection. Um, I don't know. It, it reminded me eerily of um, this movie called Silence about uh, Scorsese directed it. Uh, mm. Adam Driver's in it, and um, okay, Liam Neeson. It's it's a pretty packed cast. It's about these Portuguese Christian missionaries or Catholic missionaries back when Japan was killing Christians like big time in the mm-hmm. like the, I don't know what era of Japan this was, but the way they would kill uh, Christians in Japan if they discovered you were a Christian, right? Because these missionaries would go over there and, and most of them would die. Yeah, they would put you on a cross, and then the cross would be in the ocean, pretty much. Hmm. So the tide would kill you slowly. It would the water would come over you and drown you. Interesting. It, it's like you're watching the tide come in and kill you. Like that that was one of the things. Which that's what it reminded me when Harry has like both of his arms out because he's mm-hmm. completely stretched out, almost like William Wallace. Like he's like almost in crucifix form, right? Yeah. And the water's coming over him, which is a emblematic of death, anyways. So, mm-hmm. um, but. Those visions from Harry's past, we get a real sense of, I think, why he's so attached to the plan, right? I mean, he seems to have always had, he has this trauma from not leaving um, Helicon to go teach in Streeling, right? Because what happens by not choosing that is his wife is killed, you know? Yeah. She's killed and his unborn daughter is also killed. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a result of him choosing not to. Now, is it his fault? Not necessarily. He didn't know she was going to die. It wasn't like black and white to him. Mm-hmm. However, you can tell he has had this callousness towards choosing the plan over people when he doesn't really care about Dr. Todd and the fact that her life is being threatened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Yana dies, he still ends up going to Streeling. And it totally makes sense why he's so dogmatic with this plan now. I mean, the the two people he loved are now dead. He didn't have a close relationship with his father. I'm assuming we'll see a little bit more about his relationship with his mother, um, who he does seem to have a close relationship with. Yeah. But um, that his dad viciously smacks him across the face again. Yep. In this episode, he's just a... doesn't have a nice childhood. His dad obviously didn't stay out in the moonlight long enough. We don't have a good, like, uh, it's the only good father on this show, Abbas? I think so. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't consider uh, Dusk a good father figure to the younger version of himself. Gail's dad was was uh, a moron. Yeah, I didn't like him. He was not, he was not a very supportive, polite yeah. human being. Yeah, so mothers get all the shine in this series so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on here. Do you think Gail's acting of her own accord in terms of what's going on on Ignis? And 
where do you see this ending? Because to me, it's either, it's pretty much at this point, Harry and Tellum cannot both exist, coexist. No, they, they cannot coexist. So, I, te- so does Tellum die next episode? Or does, do they drag out this Tellum storyline for a while? I don't think that they would resurrect Harry just to kill him. Like, I, I just find that hard to believe. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that in the next episode or, or the next episode that we have with this part of the story going on, we're going to see Salvor, I guess, realize like, Harry wouldn't have left. He just told me to go find the Prime Radiant and protect it. And then he takes the ship that it's hiding on and leaves. Mm. Something's not right. Like, I, I would kind of imagine something like that. She snaps Gale out of this, like, trance that it almost looks like she's in. Like, she looks like she's kind of just lost control of her mind, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like Telem Bond is, is really kind of influencing her thoughts and, and opinions here quite significantly. Mm-hmm. So, I imagine she'll wake Gale up and there, there will be some sort of fight for the, uh, the top here. I do wonder with, um, I mean, we know in the future, right? Mm-hmm. A mule, the mule takes over, and we find out in this episode, or not in this episode, but we know the mule has some mentalic powers. Yeah, which terrifies Tellum, by the way. Supposedly, that this could occur. Supposedly, but I, I mm, yeah, you got a good point there, because if she's somebody who wants like the mentalics to take over, but remember, I, mm, that's a good point. Yeah, you because know me. The, the the empire is no more. It should be no more at the point of of that future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Hober Mallow pierced the Empire's side at that point. Yeah. So the Empire technically should be done, at least as I understand it. I could be wrong. So that means the mule is not fighting for the Empire. And therefore, uh, perhaps is fighting with some sort of Telum type of objective, which is to eradicate the non-mutant kind or maybe he's been um corrupted and he's fighting on behalf of others to get rid of people with mentalics or who knows what that could be i mean uh gail and salvor in that vision were the ones being either killed or attacked and i imagine the others with her probably would have been mentalics as well yeah there's been open pondering about why harry what was the purpose of harry coming back into bodily form and there's really two camps, right? It's Harry's camp feels that he that it's to bolster his messianic story. Mm-hmm. And Salvor believes that it's to give him some skin in the game. Yeah. Which is, you know, crucial to any endeavor succeeding. You gotta have <laughs> some skin in the game. I personally am on the Salvor camp here. I think that you have Harry on Terminus, who we find out has been programmed a little bit to not know everything. So he does not know about the existence of this Harry. Mm-hmm. And therefore is probably of the colder type, as we have seen. He's fully about the plan. He doesn't have all the information to operate with. Yes. Right. But Harry can communicate with him through the Prime Radiant. Mm-hmm. Because the Prime Radiant is this quantum object that can exist outside of time and space, apparently. Now that's just like a little Easter egg. I mean, I guess Harry just invented that on his spare time, but this, all of his flashbacks in this episode go towards him creating the Prime Radiant, right? Yes. But they talk about a quantum device. I mean, who invented this quantum device? Uh, I That's don't know. more impressive than the damn Prime Radiant. 
I would imagine that, you know, some devices or some quantum devices existed at this time. They just kind of found an application for it. What is a quantum device, Zach? I would imagine it's like a, you know, a quantum computer. But this many thousands of years into the future, maybe they figured out a way to keep it cool and not overheat and not need to be at zero degrees, period. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Hober, Polly, and Constant. They've both gone on separate missions here. I said from the get, Polly and Constant were heading into a suicide mission on Trantor. And it mm -hmm. turns out that that seems to be the case. Yeah, they got captured. Like, that was weird. I mean, I'm I'm kind of not surprised. We knew something bad was going to happen, but it was it was weird. Where do you think it goes from here? I think Day is going to have some sort of interrogation with these with these two, and that's what ends up sending him to Terminus, right? Like that. Like we've got to see those two things come together at some point in this series. I, I guess this is just the first nudge for that to happen. Who cracks under the pressure first? Mm. Or maybe that's not the reason they go to Terminus. Maybe Bell Reels goes and they shoot down his ship. Because Cermak's be there. Cermak wants a war. Let's not forget that. That's very true. They do have a lot of uh, strength now and numbers. Mm. Interesting. That's all so you got? Could. On uh, your yeah, I, constant stuff? I think, I think, I mean, they're, they're captured already. They're shrouded. Like, I, I'm sure Day's going to end up interrogating them, right? Like, what's going on on Terminus? And they're just, they're going to talk as they're, they're trying to, what, create peace between these two places now. And Day's going to end up going on a mission to see what's up with Harry. Okay. I'll keep I'll my, my, my guess that high level. How long do you think, um, yeah, it's high level, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Um, how long do you think it would take to walk the rings of Trantor? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know how large this planet is, Trantor, uh, in scale to, like, Earth. A lifetime? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't buy that they could have constructed this in 138 years. Well, I mean... You've got a lot of people. I agree. Like it does seem pretty far fetched. It is a really big thing. And thirty eight years well, who a knows ring that levitates around space. Like, who knows how much manpower or robot power they have to construct something like this? I, I don't know, man. I look at those rings and I say that's that easily took five hundred years. <laughs> easily, they're huge. And Massive. It and it there's not one. It, there's no. not one of them. There's two. Can you imagine Earth? We, we, well, no, I was just going to say the Star Bridge. When, that, when that thing exploded and collapsed onto the planet. Imagine what would happen if somebody just accidentally like blew up a little like sliver of this ring, of one of the rings. Well, hopefully just it would the drift chaos into, drift that would into happen. space. I imagine it would, it would be rotating, but then come off axis, axis. So it would like start to like slice the planet in half almost. Bro, what's ridiculous is that it took, it was just two bombs that took down yeah the sky bridge you but that me? but that one i kind of get though right like if, if the only thing kind of holding it there is this elevator train going up and down and you, horrible, you blow that horrible. up well, i, I don't know who did i don't know who decided to make this endless tower of babel looking thing like just i don't know but i mean the amount of concepts i've heard about 
Yeah, let's let's create an elevator from Earth to the Moon. Like, why not? Or to space or something. Yeah, it's no. not the first time somebody thought of it. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Hober, is that like an organic spaceship, like a, like a living spaceship that he has found himself on here? Yeah. What What are the um spacers? It's full of spacers. They are human. I, I'm starting to think sp- spacer. Yeah, is a is a derogatory like a racial slur. Um, it could because, be because when Pauly calls, I mean when Constant calls uh, the spacer, it was a spacer. On her. Yeah, she says I'm a I'm human. She's like calling him a spacer. Yeah, they're like modified human beings somehow, which is very bizarre. They don't look I'm, very human. This ship is the bizarre. I don't know what's going on here. Apparently, it's called the what is it called? The swarm, the yeah, holy like, swarm, like the the home swarm, or something like that, or something. I mean, it looks it's like you, you're on an acid trip when you first walk in here. Why have you defiled the home swarm? Let me see what it's called. Coming up. Why yep, have you the defiled home the home swarm? It's like this godly looking. You know, angelic-looking creature, right? That's what these yep. spacers remind me of. Mm-hmm. Um, are they, I'm assuming this is where Harry was sending him, and had to have been. He has to make some sort of alliance. I like me. These spacers look like they could dominate anybody. Like they win the war. Like they are mm-hmm. the superior being that we've seen so far. They're the most impressive being on this show. Pretty much, yeah. You know, when when um. When Hober first arrived here, I this actually threw me for a loop because I thought, um, I thought he was about to arrive on Helicon the way he was like, "There's nothing Same. here." I'm like, Same. "Oh, it's Helicon." Okay, Same. nope. No, I still don't know where he is though. It doesn't seem to be a planet. It seems to be no. It's like a, a ship. ship. It's a it's a ship, yeah. like some floating swarm ship in outer space. Interesting. In the middle of nowhere. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I have no idea where Hober's storyline is going, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe maybe the uh maybe the spacers join. I was told the he was going somewhere foundation. else. I was told he was going to a different place, not where he ended up. Unless he still goes to the place that I was told he goes to. Who but told I'm not you? gonna say I'm not gonna say it for that. I was some an audience, a, okay. a listener out there who, you know, pretty much spoiled it. But uh. um <laughs> but I, I don't I'm not gonna spoil it for everybody else. Uh, I have no idea though. I think they could be wrong. The show has deviated so much. I, part of me hopes that they go away from this whole thousand year story and ground this story a little bit. They more. could, like, I don't see why they couldn't. I mean, if the original book series was told over a thousand years, right? Like, I don't see why they can't deviate from this and like condense it down into a few hundred at least. I don't know. I don't know. I still haven't seen, as we round out this instant reaction. I still haven't seen enough. I haven't seen any talk about this show anywhere. I mean, I have seen anybody who starts to watch this show loves it, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen any pop culture kind of phenomenon traction with it. And I've seen, seems like Apple's pushing more marketing towards Invasion, which launches next uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Than worse than we saw for Foundation season two. I agree. I mean, season two of Invasion. Sounds pretty exciting. I've, I've tried to avoid watching the trailers because I'm still getting through the first season, but it is, I'm liking the show, man. It, it's growing on me. The pivot that I just got on episode six, mm, I like it. It's a, it's a great show. All right, let's round out the episode. 
looking forward to the deep dive on Sunday night. And we hope you all are enjoying the series so far. We only have four episodes to go, seven, eight, nine, ten. And we are done with season two. It ends on September 15th. So That's mind-blowing, man. Enjoy the ride while it lasts. All right, some housekeeping. Thank you all for tuning into this show. We hope you are enjoying our coverage of Foundation Season 2 and that you're along for the ride with us every single week. We also ask that you head on over to our website, soapbox.house, spelled exactly how it sounds, and you can check our description if you don't know how it sounds, to check out our new website and to check out the shows and other coverage that we are putting out there for you. We did a Hijack Season 1 wrap-up episode, and we're working on Invasion. It's been a very busy week for me with work, and we are trying to crank out two more episodes of Invasion for you. We are behind on that, but just a lot on the plate right now, and uh, we're trying to get to, uh, we're trying to get ready for August 23rd when season two premieres, and so join us for that. As always, email us at contact at house with your theories, your commentary on Foundation, and anything we talked about on this show tonight. And for anything else I didn't say, you can check the description in the episode. And as always, leave us a review. Five stars. You know the deal. Zach. Thank you for listening to this episode of Foundation by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. Our website is soapbox.house. You can email us at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a couple of links in the description below. One to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. And the other is to fill out a survey that we have open right now as we continue to build the network. Perfect. Until next time. Zach, you hit the line here. Please respect and enjoy the peace. <laughs>